Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. Droid Life Show episode 149 today. It is Friday, August 18th. And there's just a lot, lot, lot going on. Next week's going to be big. So uh, anyways, thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Kellen, with me. Tim, Tim's at. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. So yeah, next week is just, it's huge. Well, it's huge because Galaxy Note 8 is coming. There's some other stuff happening uh, that we can't really talk about. But I get to see the Essential phone, though, on Monday, since we haven't seen that yet. I, I think I can talk about that uh, since that phone's like official now. But um, so next week, there's just a lot going on. Android O is coming. Uh, and then IFA's shortly after that, where the LG V30 will show up. There's just uh, there's a bunch. So anyway, we got Pixel 2 news from the FCC this week. The Essential phone you can buy. Aloe's on the web. I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot going on this week because I was putting together sort of the show schedule. I was like, it's actually a pretty good week. So uh, anyway, I started off, though. We 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 launched shirts finally for those who have been uh, for those who've been wondering. Uh, Shirts are available. You can buy Droid Life shirts officially as of like Tuesday. I think we we went live with them. So uh if you want a Droid Life shirt with the new logo, there's a there's a bunch of options. They are available at, I believe it's shop, shop.droid-life.com. So shop.droid-life.com will get you right there. And we're uh, we're doing a launch promo um, that'll save you three bucks per shirt. Regularly priced 20 bucks. You can buy it for 17 right now. A little coupon code, dat shirt though. I don't know if you want to try to type that out or not. We have a blog post written at the site where you can find all of that. Out. Anyway, coupon code will save you three bucks. Uh, anyway, you can buy shirts. They're nice. They're nice. 100% cotton, softies. Anyways, we've been talking about that for a long time and they're finally here. So, like, we've yeah. never done this before. Like, we've sold one offs and there was like a spread shirt shop we were kind of doing for a while that we never really told anyone about where you could get like fact. Are you wearing the fact wars shirt? I am, yes. Where <laughs> you could buy like the fact wars shirt. <laughs> Uh, I think that store is still up. It's just they don't really care about it. But this is like an actual shop. Like you can go shop. There's like tracking and fancy checkout pages and all that stuff. So, and uh, one more time, just for everyone in the chat, it's shop.droid-life.com. Yep, shop.droid-life.com. Easy peasy, and we we're already getting requests for oh, you guys need to bring hoodies and a whole bunch of stickers and swag, and we're working on it. Just. Yeah, we, we eventually will want to have some other stuff. Um, hoodies for sure. Hoodies are always popular. Um, so pop. And, uh, and stickers. Um, I've, test, I've, I've ordered some sticker samples and stuff like that. And so I'm looking at those. Uh, I don't know. That I love the ones that I've had so far. So that's going to be a little bit longer. But yeah, we'll do some stuff like that. But for now, t-shirts in this like dark DL blue with DL pink. But there's like the version that says Droid Life, all that stuff. Plenty of choices. It's, it's, so very, dope. it's very exciting. We've never sold shirts before. And some people are buying them, which is good. <laughs> They're pretty minimal, though. Like, you're not walking around with, like a bunch of flashy crap that looks obnoxious. No. Yeah, no, not at all. And um, and people will recognize the, the logo. I was just walking around my neighborhood one day, walking my dogs. I was wearing a DL shirt, and he was like, oh, Droid Life, you like that website? And I was like, yeah, I, I work for it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, are you Tim? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> watch out for the pops. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Anyway, so yeah, shirts. Last time, shop.droid-life.com. Dat shirt, though. Coupon code. And uh, I'll save you three bucks. So 
And that runs through next Friday. So the discount is for a good full week here. All right. Anyway, in terms of real news, uh, Android O is confirmed for unveiling name and probably release shortly thereafter to Pixel and Nexus phones on Monday, August 21st. Not Android 21st, August 21st. Um, Yeah. So uh, they're timing it with the Eclipse. And uh, the eclipse, essentially, the big total solar eclipse. Totality. It uh, it it finishes around. Uh, is it eleven forty a.m. our time? Something like that. Yeah, that's like when it finishes. It's like eleven thirty-seven a.m. Pacific, two thirty-seven p.m. Uh, Eastern. And so, when that finishes, then Google's going to unveil uh android o at 2 40 p.m eastern or 11 40 a.m pacific uh and they'll show off the name which we think could very well be oreo at this point so they released this teaser um on twitter and on google plus and whoever uploaded the video either forgot or is a master of trolling or something that when you upload media to google plus it shows you like the file name and where it came from and all this stuff and the file was uh it was titled Google Oreo teaser. <laughs> so uh, kind of a mistake. And when that was pointed out, they deleted it like immediately and re-uploaded it as uh, I think like octopus teaser. I think I saw they renamed it like a third time, maybe like they're trying to cover their tracks now, but it looks kind of like they screwed up and it might be Oreo. And Evleeks also tweeted a picture of an Oreo and said something about happy eclipse or something. And I'd imagine he got that image as like an official Oreo promo image we'll see Not, nothing is officially confirmed but uh that's coming monday super exciting uh i mean we've been waiting a long time for the official launch of android o i know you and i both on our pixel devices have had android o running for quite some time thanks to those developer previews yep. i am ready for the public launch however not a fan of the august 21st launch like in part with the solar eclipse i think that is such a weak move on Google's part, right? You have this rare event that's going to take place across the country and then to schedule an announcement like that. I mean, that's a big announcement for them to schedule it right after the eclipse. You know, people are trying to maybe come back from the eclipse, you know, if they have to go somewhere else. I mean, not everyone's going to be right at their computer. So especially me, like I've been waiting for this for like a year and the fact that they're just going to announce something so big, you know, that day, it seems super weak on their part. But, well, I would be. I'm. I'm fine with the day, but sure the day, but not the three minutes after. Be like partying, hanging out, like not even at their house near a phone that works because they might be out in like the middle of nowhere watching the eclipse. Like, it seems like kind of a. Stu- it's one of those things Google would do, right? They would go, "Ooh, the eclipse. Let's be all like nerdy about it and release Android O at the same time." Ha ha ha! But it's just like do it two hours later. Like, what's the What's what? What would take away from it if you waited a little while? Yeah, what's the rush? I'm with you. I think it's. I think the timing is stupid. I get it. Like, yeah, it may, like it's going to make an O also, and so it's an O. <laughs> so clever. Uh, but yeah, like either do it earlier in the day. Just say like it's Eclipse Day. Here's what Android O is. We would all be fine with that, right? Uh, but three minutes after, like, come on, Google. It's pretty lame. Anyway, it's coming Monday. No matter what, at this point, we know it's Android eight By the way, that's that's been official for a while, but um, we'll find out that it's Oreo probably on Monday. 
That I am also quite excited about because I am ready for the special packaging that we may get from Nabisco and Google for Android Oreos. And maybe we'll see like green Oreos or like, you know, the cream filling is green. That could be cool. Um, So I'm excited about the possibilities there. Or maybe, you know, you buy a package of Oreos, you get like a special dollar coupon code to Google Play. We saw that with KitKat. All that type of stuff is very exciting. We mentioned this last week, but isn't this the first one since Kit Kat that's like an officially branded treat? Yes. We had jelly bean, but jelly bellies though. Yes. So yeah. That's yeah, we could special packaging, special Oreo, anything Android related. That's kind of fun. But uh so Justin in the chat says, Why not watch it later? Well, like this is what we do for so we're complaining specifically for us, of course, because we're in the press and the media and we have to cover it the second it happens. So uh, number one, I'm on a plane at that time to New York, which sucks. Uh, I think I land at like the moment they do that. So I would miss the eclipse anyway. But like, what if Tim wanted to go out and enjoy the thing that only happens once in a lifetime? He can't do that now. And and it's not just that the press is, should be complaining about this, but like Googlers, maybe they want to go enjoy the eclipse. Like just tech people in general, maybe, I don't It just seems stupid. It seems like, for one, Google, a lot of people aren't even going to be paying attention to the internet then. They're going to be paying attention to the eclipse. And so then when Google announces that, it seems like it might take away from the fact they're trying to... Uh, this eclipse is far bigger than Android O's name. I'm sorry. So That's my train of thought. Yeah. But what can we do about that now? It's coming Monday. It's coming. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I think that'll be interesting to see and... I should have looked this up if I was a good host earlier, but when they announced Nougat and was Nougat, uh, how far after did uh, Nougat drop? I thought it was that, wasn't it like that day? <laughs> trying to think and I couldn't remember if it was that day. Look at right now. No, they actually announced it as Nougat in June and mm. Nougat stable didn't come out for like two more months. So mm. I don't know what they're going to do, but it is August and last year Nougat did come out in August. So I, I'd imagine, yeah, it'll probably be, it'll probably be right around there, right after, maybe Wednesday or something. They'd like to release things on Wednesdays. That's true. It's exciting times for Android. So fans. exciting, so exciting. All right, let's move out of there though. There's nothing else really to talk about other than you and I complaining about it being right at the time of the eclipse. So uh, huge Pixel news though, uh, and Pixels probably won't. I had I, we saw somebody, uh, I think it was on Twitter. We we get this a lot. Um, from within the last couple of years is well, wait if android o is coming on monday doesn't that mean the pixels are coming too and uh it, it doesn't work like that anymore there was a time where google would show off um new version of android and then also on new hardware uh but they, they haven't done that i don't think for a couple of years uh and last year specifically they released android n in august and then we didn't get pixel and pixel xl until October or something. So this year we're expecting that to be the same. We'll get Android O next week. Pixel 2, not going to be here for a while. But anyway, that's it. So I'm just trying to make sure you guys know not to get your hopes up too high next week. We're not getting Pixel hardware next week. Uh, that said, FCC, uh, the Pixel 2 floated through the FCC this week, uh, submitted once again by HTC. Uh, that happened last year. Uh, by the way, so there was rumors and rumors last year that Google um, had asked HTC to make the Pixel and Pixel XL. At the time, we still thought they were going to be called Nexus devices. Uh, but anyway, they slid through the FCC and HTC submitted those. So 
uh, for those wondering about like why that works, like Google really isn't manufacturing these, they're hiring HTC to do it. So it's in a way it's HTC's phone. <laughs> so they submit it for approval. Um, and that's happening again this year. So HTC pushed through the Pixel 2. Uh, we have not seen LG push through the XL2 yet. Uh, but this thing revealed, this FCC listing revealed a lot, all within like a single screen, basically. So whenever something goes through the FCC, they have to talk about where the FCC label is going to be. And and companies are now allowed on phones, instead of slapping it on the back of a phone like they used to have to, they're allowed to put it within the software. And so they have to lay out these instructions for doing so. And while doing that, they showed a bunch of screenshots from the phone, which uh, actually showed quite a bit. So... Uh, let me see if I can run through this. Um, for one, you can tell by the screenshots, this is stock Android on a Pixel phone. Uh, this phone's running 8.0, Android 8.0.1, which doesn't doesn't exist yet, right outside of probably a Pixel phone. Um, we also get confirmation of there being a squeezy edge. Uh, there is a mention um, at the top of one of the settings under languages, input, and gestures. It says active edge on squeeze for your assistant i can't imagine what else that means right like htc has been doing squeezy things and we've heard rumors that google's building squeezy things into this phone so you're going to be able to hold on squeeze your pixel phone like this and it'll launch assistant i guess that's not a bad way to launch assistant but isn't the point of assistant to be able to just say the google command uh, so that's confirmed. We also got uh, storage on this phone, which is which is listed as a production unit. Um, it shows that there's 50 gig free, so uh, and 21% use. So that that's a 64 gig phone. Last year we had 32 gig pixels and 128 gig pixels. This is looking like maybe the bottom will be 64 gig, which would be awesome because my 32 gig pixel filled up pretty quickly my wife's 32 gig pixel also did i had to clean it out like yesterday actually just to make sure she had enough space and then finally well we there's a mention of a snap or a qualcomm 8998 product um the snapdragon 835 is the msm 8998 and so we're confirmed to get at least a Snapdragon 835. I know there's been a rumor of there being a Snapdragon 836, which would probably also show as an 8998. Um, so we don't know. It's at least a Snapdragon 835. But it could be an 836 if that actually will exist here in the near future. So yeah, lots of stuff revealed in there. HTC making it. 8.0.1 already. Squeezy gesture. 64 gig storage. At least a Snapdragon 835. Sounds exciting. And it was submitted on the same exact day as uh, last year, August 15th. Dang. Huh. We're getting close. Yeah, the crazy thing is uh, we may not see this thing for like two or three months, right? Like last year, August 15th is when both phones hit the FCC and then they didn't uh, release for like, what, two more months? Yeah. So it's kind of early. It seems a little early, but so maybe that's why LG hasn't tossed anything out there. Um, let's see. Model number is G O one, one a, not that that really means anything. Um, but this, this phone supports all of the LTE bands you would hope for. That's exciting. And it has NFC. (laughs) No headphone jack or, uh, yeah, yeah, no headphone jack. Likely not that this would say, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was, that was big news. It revealed a lot of stuff that had kind of been rumored that, uh, has essentially been confirmed by the FCC. FCC dropping bombs. 
of the FCC filings. They're some of my favorites diving into those documents that make no sense. <laughs> Picking out little things. Uh, all right. So in uh, unrelated news, but hardware related, I guess, in a way, essential phone. The essential phone is now sort of available. I hate to just say like you can go buy the essential phone because that's not actually true. So uh, this week, though, I think it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday night. A lot of people started getting emails from essential that said, complete your order. So people that had reserved the phone uh, were getting emails that said you can now buy it, uh, the unlocked version, and you'll have it within seven days. Um, unfortunately, that was only the black version, the pure white version, not available yet. Shocker. I, I don't know how many times you've seen over the years, the white version of a phone is, is delayed. Like I think it happened with Nexus phones two or three times. Like it was just delayed and then it never showed up. But so the black version was available for people who reserved it. They could order it. 700 bucks supposed to be there within a week. Um, white version. No, if you reserved a white version and you want a black version, you can email their support and they will let you sort of switch your order. And then you can order the black one if you want. Um, and then yesterday, Andy Rubin and Sprint also announced that the phone is up for pre-order now through Sprint or at Best Buy if you're ordering it through Sprint. The unlocked version, you still can't pre-order or buy unless you had reserved it. So they clearly haven't made very many of these phones, I don't think. Or did they now reserve all of the ones they've been able to make for Sprint? Like, is that what happened? Probably. That seems like a bad move early reservation people it's like they they left some unlocked ones for the early reservation people and then now they're holding the rest for sprint or something is what i can think because you can't pre-order the unlocked ones still yeah kind of weak so um and then this morning some early reviews dropped and uh they're also starting to host um like i don't want to call them fan parties because i don't know that anyone can be a fan of essential yet they've never released a product but um they're hosting like viewing kind of hands-on parties like there's one in la tonight and there's one in New York on Monday, which is the one I'll be going at. So for those asking, we, we do not have the phone. Um, we don't have it. They told us a long time ago they were limited in units. And uh, when that happens, we often get cut. So we, we do not have one. We've never, we've never touched one. Um, but we will. I'll, I'll have it in my hands on Monday for some, for some time. And then we'll have one in-house to review shortly thereafter. So early reviews, though. Have you read any of these things? Yeah, a little bit. I think a lot of people went into it hoping to love the thing and for the most part did because it's really clean, really minimal stock Android battery life is apparently much better than people expected. Uh, but then like the no water resistance, no headphone jack, saw some people ding it there. And then I think a lot of people said the camera was uh, not good. Yeah. Not, not good. Uh, in fact, I, I, think, I think I was watching the Verge's review and they had put together this like fancy video review and then as they were editing it, their phone got an update that actually like greatly improved the camera from what they'd been testing. And in their view that th- their review that they had recorded, it sounded like they were about to just like trash the phone's camera, like just go in on it. And then it got an update and they were like, it actually improved it a lot and had to do some, some editing last second in the middle of the night, I think. But uh, it, it sounds like the camera was as bad as, as those pictures that we made fun of. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, that's really what I was hoping for is that just an update would come and they could fix it. So hopefully they made it a bit better. And that's really the takeaway I got from a lot of the reviews. You know, the hardware is great. Battery was good. Um, you know, but there, there's those drawbacks, right? Those trade-offs, no water resistance. Um, 
yeah, the, the camera may not be exceptional, but it's it's usable. No headphone jack. I pretty much, yeah, I mean, I read the same same stuff you did. So it was kind of like that across the board. Everywhere I read kind of said the same thing. Really pretty, really nice design. Feels great in hand. This titanium and all that stuff. It looks great. The display is nice, although it is an LCD display. But uh, all that stuff, great, 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 great. And then it was like, yeah, but the camera. And, and, and you know, we've dinged phones pretty heavily lately if they don't have a great, like, you know, the OnePlus 5, I liked everything about that phone. And I thought the camera was trash. Like, I, and I think that's a make or break feature now. If your camera's crap in 2017, like, I'm not, I'm not sure I would buy your phone. I completely agree. There's too many other good phones with good cameras. So, yes. as, as much as I appreciate stock Android and a really clean, minimal phone, like, if the essential phone's camera's crap, like, I can't imagine I'm going to want to use it for very long. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to take pictures and stuff, and if I know that I can't just whip out my phone and snap some good shots, then that's pretty much a deal breaker for me. And apparently slow, too. Slow to load and take pictures. So they've got some work to do there. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I mean, like some Matthew just said, if we're talking about a $700 phone plus, if you want that protection or you want to spend money on a 360 camera mod system that's not even proven, right? I mean, that's the only module they've got so far. It's a lot of it. All it all adds up. So yeah, we were think, looking at a shot yeah. earlier that someone had thrown up on Reddit where they had ordered the phone in California with the extended plan, and then with taxes on top, it was almost nine hundred bucks. Yeah, that's bucks for the phone. Wow, that's, that's crazy. It's a lot of money. They People do have, have a, a yeah. kind of crazy. So I'm I'm still excited for it because I do love I think the look is really unique and looks great and of course I love stock Android that I can make my own rather than using a skin. Uh, the hardware just supposedly is really really nice. I personally wanted the damn white version, but uh, I'll settle on the black version so we can get a review to you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, if the camera's crap, that's gonna suck. You know, the OnePlus Five is a four hundred seventy nine dollar phone. Like if its camera sucks, you go. All right. It's a $700 phone that Andy Rubin wants to be the uh, fanciest phone alive. That's a luxury good. And uh, you better have a good camera then, Andy. Andy. Uh, as far as the 360 camera goes, I mean, we need some new, we need some new mods or whatever we're calling these like in a hurry. Because <laughs> I, I like their little pin thing, their system where you can hopefully just add stuff on without taking up the whole backside like Motorola. But a, a 360 camera, I, I I have absolutely zero use for one of those. So, yeah, I mean, I, the people who were reviewing it just posted like one picture, and I was like, okay, there it is. It's a 360 cam, big effing deal. That's- <laughs> That's the thing is the people that reviewed it just said, look, this is what happens. And you attach it and the camera fires up and you can take and record 360. And none of them said whether or not it was cool, good, bad, because no one cares about 360 degree cameras except like this really tiny piece of the population. That's like, yeah, this could be kind of cool if I'm like life casting or something. I, I have no idea what you use these things for. I get like if you hike a giant mountain, it could be kind of cool to take some 360. If you jump out of an airplane, might be kind of cool to take some 360 video. But I just, like I'm sitting in my office, like, I'm not going to. My life isn't exciting enough to be seen in 360 by or just help people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the phone looks awesome, though. I can still say that the hardware looks amazing. You know, I mean, it looks like a 2017 
even like a futuristic 2018 kind of flagship device. It's it's gorgeous. So and and no one really specified like specifically mentioned that they hated the huge no, uh, huge notification bar or anything like that. So it must be must be dope. Yeah, the really the only complaints I saw was everyone said the camera was terrible, and then it got an update and it got slightly better. So there's hope there, but no one complained about the look, the OS, the camera hump thing, or not camera, yeah, the front camera like widow's peak thing. Yeah, just like whatever, it looks pretty. It is pretty. Yeah. Uh, on related news, though, uh, we got news about its updates, and uh, Andy Rubin says major OS updates for two years monthly security patches for three so that's essentially essentially uh what you get with pixel phones right now two years major os updates three years security and that's a big deal i don't know that a lot of people are promising that these days outside of google are they now i know apple people will complain that apple does like four years or whatever the hell apple does um even though they strip down everything they're basically just probably just security patches at that point but uh they're matching Google. I, I don't know if we can ask for more than that. Are they going to be around in three years? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hard to say. Um, I mean, you would hope so, right? You, these are the types of promises, you know, or things you'd like to hear from a new company. But I mean, look at OnePlus, dude. I mean, they they can try and say, yeah, I mean, we're going to support these phones, but until they actually do it, then it's, it's just it's just words. You know, it's not anything else monthly security patches uh, for a small company. I can't imagine that's that easy to do. I know they're running stock Android and maybe they could just tweak like two things in Google's code and push the stuff out. I'd imagine there's much more to this phone than that. I mean, it does have uh, it's sort of modular stuff. They have a custom camera. So there is, they've definitely tweaked some stuff. So I, I will, I will probably be a little shocked if they're able to deliver monthly security updates. Uh, here and there they'll probably get some updates you know but like when when they're getting ready to push out android o to it you know i could see them skipping a month or two and just say oh yeah we we just we compiled them into the android o build oh that makes sense blah 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 but then you know i mean when you start cutting corners you know it's a slippery slope it is uh on the the flip side of that though this is andy rubin and he obviously cares about software uh it is his software still uh, very much so i can't imagine that he's not going to try to get his engineers to hammer out updates and keep on that because he he obviously understands updates are a big deal it was a, a huge part of his life for a long time so so, so that's good news the, the other thing that we don't know is major os updates how long like when are we going to get them like you just mentioned android oh if that's announced next week uh you know in the essential phone pre-order it now and in some cases and people will get the unlocked version that they reserved and then ordered maybe next week and is android o coming right away is it gonna be six months is it gonna be six weeks two weeks we, we don't really know they haven't said and we'll have to find out i mean that first update to android o's i think will be very important and very telling into how essential handles its updates so i just hope that it includes like six more camera updates <laughs> that'd be dope. <laughs> Improving that thing. So yeah. All right. That's pretty much it for essential. The phone is it's a weird launch. You can technically pre-order the Sprint version. Actually, Sprint's doing their 18-month lease thing, and it's like 260 bucks off. Uh, isn't it like 15 bucks a month or something? It's actually pretty cheap. So Yeah. I mean, you're on Sprint's network, but uh 
hey, they yeah. keep saying better. You and I just are afraid to test it because <laughs> I am afraid to test it. <laughs> like, I mean, that sucks, man. Uh, but if you sign one of their 18 month leases, it's like 15 bucks a month and uh, you can have an essential phone. They haven't necessarily said when they're shipping either. I think I think it's about a week or so. And then the white one, they're also not expecting anytime soon. So. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like if, if Sprint gets the white one and they've still maybe got that lease thing going, like, okay, I'll try out Sprint for like a month, you know, and then maybe just like return it and cancel it. You know, like that's the way to do it. It might be the way to do it. Although they lock you into a lease, though. you just. I'm scared. sure there's a way to terminate. Probably expense. So, yeah, the the central phone is 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 kind of available. You could sort of get it at this moment, but not really, <laughs> not really. Yeah. All right, uh, LGV thirty news. So we got a leaked render from is that from EvLeaks? Yeah, and it uh, Todd. Oh, oh they, yeah, <laughs> LGV looking good. It looks like a Galaxy S eight plus on the front, but on the back it looks so much better. Fingerprint in the right place. Really minimal dual camera setup. This is one of the prettier phones, I think, of the entire year. I totally agree with you on that. Uh, it's easily LG's best-looking phone ever. So There's shiny little bits all over that look nice. Silver back finish. Infinity, that's not Infinity Display. Full vision. There you go. <laughs> up front. The bezels are tiny on this thing. It looks really good. Like I, I'm not excited for the software, which we'll talk about in a second. But I want to hold this phone, take some pictures because they do dual camera right. They do the wide angle and then the standard shooter. I love LG's dual camera system. This looks nice. Yeah, I mean, I've already said V30 is like the only V series device I've ever been excited for, and this new leaked render only just totally confirms that. Uh, the phone looks great. I love like the, the chrome siding, this metallic siding. This is a really good looking phone. I mean, you know, it looks a lot like a Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, but that's fine because I love that phone's design too. <laughs> so I'm fine with LG, you know, taking a page out of their book. It's a little bit Samsung and then actually did the back, right? Like, look at this. This is so stupid. So, no. Yeah, it's like a properly designed Galaxy S8. Or S8 Plus with the fingerprint in the right position. Fingerprint in the proper position. But then you got that software. Yeah, that software. So LG confirmed that uh, they didn't do anything new really to the software. Uh, it's still their UX 6.0, although they're calling it UX 6.0 Plus because they uh, and they, they they talked about this this week. They added on this like floating bar, which will take place at the ticker. And it's really just a hidden little swipe out button kind of like the galaxy s's eight or its edge software but it's just a little floating bar that swipes out so that could be like a ticker and launch shortcuts and stuff um so they improved the always on display since this is a uh, an oled there's now color in it and you can put your own pictures and stuff so the always on display has gotten improved they also said there's some new camera modes oh yeah their new cameras powered by graphy I have no idea what Graphy is. It's something they own. I tried to look, and there's a recently made uh, Instagram account from Graphy, hmm. which they created just to try to show off uh, LG V30 camera stuff. But uh, Graphy has more manual modes with like professional presets and things like that. So, you know, the V30 has always been a media device, including camera. So that makes sense. 
That's kind of it though. They didn't announce much. They just said it's UX 6.0 plus and there's a floating bar. <laughs> they added some camera presets and upgraded the always on display, but it still looks like the same ugly icon set. And uh, I'm sure I'm not going to be that excited for it. It may launch with Android 8.0 though. Hmm. And the only reason I say that is because uh, their last few phones, I think the V10 and V20 both launched with the newest version of Android. Like uh, the V20 definitely launched with Nougat. My only thought to that was that, okay, it wouldn't like completely surprise me, but LG is the type of company with, if they have something that they think is marketable, like we may have already seen a leak about that or, you know, they'd be teasing it potentially. Like even though Android O doesn't have its name, I mean, we know Android O exists obviously. So LG could say, yeah, I mean, we're going to be the first ones to bring it to you. Um, I was trying to to launch with Android O, even though it hasn't been announced. Right. So I bet they will right after it's totally possible. And by like Monday night or Tuesday, LG will probably have said, we're the first to launch with it. It wouldn't upset me. I mean, that'd be that'd be pretty dope. What's crazy about that is Samsung's going to show off the Note 8 next week, <clears throat> two days after Android O gets named. Um, and LG will still be another week out because they're doing it at IFA. Um, and they'll probably and LG will probably say like it's come with 8.0 and Samsung probably won't. Like Samsung doesn't really care anymore about oh, no. software updates. Um, and I say that because Samsung is completely doing their own custom software at this point. Uh, they just take whatever the newest version of Android is, and then they build their vision for software on top of it, uh, which is fine. They're totally free to do that, but they've told like, if you, if you care about having newest version of Android, you just, you don't buy Samsung phones anymore. You buy Samsung phones for the camera and the design and, and all that, and you happen to like their software and things like that, but you don't buy it for Android updates. Like, yeah, you get security patches, but we talked about on last week's show that Galaxy S8 is still running 7.0. It never did get updated to 7.1. So, And who knows how long it's going to be before it gets 8.0. Could and, be a and while. Like, and like I said, Samsung doesn't care. So. No. Which is fine, but they don't. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the the V30 looks really good. Software is going to suck, but the, the phone looks really good. And I'd imagine those dual cameras just keep getting better. So they just got to market this thing properly. People need to know about it. That's usually where LG falls a little short and Samsung just dominates. I mean, LG's advertising is the worst. It is pretty bad. So cheesy. Yeah. They, they need to drop the cheese and get serious like Samsung did. Yeah. I mean, Samsung works with major U.S. marketing companies. I don't know that LG does. Their stuff just doesn't really feel like it's geared specifically towards America. This. Yeah, it yeah. has kind of Euro Asian feel to most of it. Yeah, which is fine for those countries. But when you <laughs> throw that stuff here, we it just looks a little weird. It doesn't come yeah. off as <clears throat> you know. And don't pay Jason Statham to like dress up in costumes and crap like that. No one no. cares about. State them here. That doesn't work for us. <laughs> anyway, so the, the V30 looks great, but yeah, we've got another week, week and a half before that will be uh, unveiled. So many good stuff. So much good stuff coming. Good stuff, yeah. It's and then right after that, it's like Pixel phones. So yeah, the, the Note 8 will come out and then the V30 will come out. You can buy the Essential Phone maybe soon. 
and then there'll be like iPhone in there too, if you care about the iPhone and then Pixel phones. It's just it's gonna be a wild few months, which which we like. All right. So speaking of just pretty phones, you made the uh you made the argument that 2017 is has the best looking lineup of Android phones ever. And I would uh I would have to agree with that. I was looking through your post at all of the phones you highlighted. And not one of those outside of the HTC U11's front, <laughs> right? They're all so good. Like companies are getting good. I noticed you didn't put any Motorola phones in there, but uh, poor Moto Shade Throne. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but do you want to talk about what prompted you to write why everything's so pretty this year? Yeah, I've seen people talking about this, the trend of these companies bringing that two to one aspect ratio to these devices. Miss eighteen nine, and I'm loving it. I know, I, you know, I've seen some people say oh, I'm not a huge fan of this whole aspect ratio change, but from my perspective, I mean, we're seeing the the front bezels get trimmed so much. These gorgeous rounded QHD displays, uh, and these these backsides are getting dual camera systems on stuff. Like everyone's using trying to use premium materials, even though HTC's front side, the U11, looks like crap. And it's got squeezy sides. I mean, the back, it's got this liquid glass thing going on that's super reflective and nice. And that solar red color is so hot. <laughs> and so, like the V30, Galaxy S8, G6, Essential Phone, all these phones are super hot. And I, don't, I, don't, I was thinking back, you know, we've never had a year where it was just like hot phone after hot phone after hot phone. The Pixel XL2 is supposed to be hot. I mean, yeah, and I use hot sort of like, you know, loosely like the... Yeah, they're they're good looking smartphones. How about that? <laughs> so it's been a good year for us in the design stuff. Now, each phone, you know, I'm not saying that these are the best Android phones ever, but they are designed, I think, very well. Uh that also brings up another problem for some people where the prettier the phone is, the more they have to protect it with cases and covers and all this stuff. And yeah, for the most part, I totally agree. However, you know, if you're at home, you know, you're chilling on your couch, you know, your carpet or something, like you don't need a case, right? You can take your phone out and admire the way it looks or, you know, on that U11, you can hold it up to your face, see your reflection, see if you need to pluck any eyebrows or something. It can doubles as a mirror. Uh, it just seems like it's been a really good year. It's been my favorite year, actually, so far of Android devices. And we have more to come. We've got Note 8, Pixel XL 2. It's just a lot of, or uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming. And V30, I'm really excited yeah. about V30. <laughs> Maturing with their, just their design. And like you said, the premium materials are used. Like no one's making cheap feeling phones. And we used to talk about cheap feeling phones a lot. We we review it. We go, this phone, usually they were Samsung phones. And then they were LG phones for a while though too. We just yeah. talk about everything felt cheap. Uh, nothing feels cheap anymore. And it's great. And we haven't seen outside of Samsung, we haven't really seen prices increase either. So companies are making this flip to more premium, better designed phones and prices haven't necessarily skyrocketed or anything. I mean, Samsung is getting up there, but you know, LG initially you could still buy the G6 when it came out for 600 bucks. The V30 will not be cheap. V phones have never been cheap because they throw so much stuff and things in there, but right. I don't care. Either. You were saying the Pixel? Sorry, I missed it. Cheap either, just because Google Uh-oh. is not cheap with their Pixel phones. No, they're not. Um, I and I was going to have 
another phone to that list, uh, the OnePlus 5. Um, the front is, you know, not the cleanest or the hottest, but I really like the backside of the OnePlus 5. I just like the way it feels in hand. It's a, it's a, it's a good, well-designed smartphone. And, it, um, it is a nice looking phone. It is absolutely. I just didn't know if I should throw in that same category with like the V30 and the S8. I mean, they're sort of like kind of miles apart, and especially with the front side. I mean, this thing's got a 1080p full HD, big fingerprint reader on the bottom, kind of like the U11. But the U11 makes up for it in that like over the top, ridiculously cool looking backside. So, and then yes, I did not talk about any Moto devices because the Moto, let's say the Moto Z2 Force isn't even on the same level as any of those phones. I mean, that phone feels so plastic to me. You know, it is a unibody device made out of a single piece of, you know, some type of metal. It just doesn't, (laughs) it just doesn't feel all that good. You know, that's not a night. It's, I mean, and no offense. It's a, yeah. And it's got the plastic display. Like it's just not in the same department as these other premium flagship devices. And they're charging just as much. Oh yeah, the Z2 Force is not cheap. I know, like on AT and T full retail, it's like eight hundred and five bucks. Like what? Come on, it's just weird, you know. And I always hate that how on some carriers it's expensive, or if you get the unlocked phone through Motorola, it's only seven hundred twenty bucks. Oh, but you are getting a free little projector Moto mod. So AT and T is really bad about that. Actually, they uh they they jack the prices up on their off contract to really deter you from doing that, and then they're and then their monthly payment ones aren't. I don't think they usually add up to that full retail price. They're really weird about it. Yeah, Samsung Shield in the chat says, "I'll admit OnePlus Five has pretty much perfected the old design, but we but we're on to the next one." And I totally agree. The OnePlus Five, it, it's another evolution of its existing design language that really has been perfected. I mean, the, I don't know if you can improve upon the design all that much. Feels great in hands. Got the three point five millimeter headphone jack. Battery life is fine. Type C, good speaker. So the design itself is fine, but the rest of the Android world is moving on and they're sort of leaving OnePlus behind. My belief is that the OnePlus 6 will be, you know, the true change, like we're going to see with the iPhone 8. Uh, it's just going to be uh, a different design altogether. So what I'm excited about that. Us and HTC release phones again next year with those same damn fronts. Oh, that'd be, uh, that'd be bad. I, I I would almost expect that the, uh, nothing will change there. <clears throat> really, I, I, sounds crazy, but I, where, I, where are they going to get the the displays from? Like Samsung makes its own, LG makes its own. You can just buy them, buy them from those companies. If if you can, right? Because Apple's apparently buying all of theirs from Apple. I think I thought I read that somewhere. Not really mm. on the app beat, but and then LG and Google are doing their thing. LG will probably sell them to somebody else, but. <laughs> I don't. I, I would be. I, I will say I will, I will be surprised if uh, either of those companies come out and change it up. Like HTC still selling like three year old LCD displays. I think. Well, HTC is even using capacitive buttons still next to a fingerprint reader. Like, and, it, and the the symmetry is all off. It, it just looks terrible. Um, I will say Wade County just says I'm a hater because I didn't put the BlackBerry Key One on the <laughs> the list. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a phone that you do not need to use a case with, which is really nice. But other than that, I mean, come on. Phone you just do not need to use. Yeah. <laughs> the BlackBerry Key One. You're such a hater. 
that phone. Did you see they made like a special edition all black version of the key one? I think it was only sold in India or something like that. <laughs> I did not see that. I, I just muted all mentions of key one in, on TweetDeck, and so I don't know anything about it anymore. Cares about <laughs> Blackberry is one of those those companies that uh I would not be that sad if they just uh stopped making. Well, it's not Blackberry anyway. It's is it T, doesn't TCL make those? Yes. Speaking of those, uh, Nokia Eight was announced <laughs> this week, and uh, do not care at all. I know we we talk about this every once in a while. Nokia Eight announced for Europe. And I think they actually said we're not even bringing this thing to the U.S. And I know there's just some there's like this. And the reason I bring this up is because every time BlackBerry comes out with something, uh, the same thing happens with Nokia. But people, uh, they go, oh, yeah, nostalgia. They get all hyped up about the years of old. And, uh, and, then, and, and then they ask us, like, why we don't talk about them? Well, there's a reason because they're crap. <laughs> And I'm sorry, like the Nokia 8 is its flagship and it's got all the right specs, but it looks like the front it looks like an HTC U11. Like it's not, it's not modern enough. I've seen some camera reviews that have said like, eh. and it's, it's got Zeiss optics on it, right? It was supposed to be next level. It's not, I just don't, I just don't get it. I just wish people would move on from the brand. Cause the other part of that argument is like Blackberry's not making this anymore. It, there's licensing it out. Like, Nokia doesn't make Nokia phones. A company named HMD does. Like you're just licensed. There's not even that heritage and the history there. It's just I will like HMD might be made up of some former Nokia people, but it's not the same. So I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, sick of those two because every time those two companies come out with something like these people come out of like the woodwork i think from overseas or something i don't even know and they're like well, you, you guys know how can we don't talk about this this is super exciting and we just go why it's just there's licensing their name i don't get it anyways yeah you're a hater <laughs> i am quite the hater i just like to focus on phones that have meaning that are actually good <laughs> that's <Get> harsh <laughs> Uh, speaking of terrible, Aloe is now available <laughs> on the web. Yeah, uh, Google Aloe. If you guys have never heard of this, it's a uh, it's Google's chat app that came out over a year ago. It was first announced over a year ago at Google I/O, and then like four or five months later, it was released as an app that no one can use because it's tied to a single phone number on a single device with no desktop application or or anything so no one used it and they updated it it's kind of a cool app but anyways we've been waiting for a desktop launch and that happened this week so allo is now is now out on the web Allo's so, awesome a little poll in the chat is anyone using allo now that it's on desktop just be curious to see the response there so yeah tim and i have actually started using it because we neither of us used it before because we use multiple devices we're on a computer all day we're not gonna we use hangouts typically to just chat during the day to get stuff done there's no way you and i were going to switch and like talk to each other through a phone only throughout the day so it just it it didn't work for us Uh, but we've been we've been testing out the uh, web version um, I've already run into some issues where if I leave my pixel behind that has my Allo account attached to it, I can't access it on another phone. Um, and then if I jump on another computer, I have to like re-register that browser kind of thing and get that set up. It's not the best implementation. With that said, it is a pretty cool chat app or messaging app. 
there's bots in it now. Like Tim and I spam off the lucky bot all the time and he spams up gifts all over our, uh, our timeline. And, uh, I don't think we've used the assistant more than once in any conversation. And that was just to test it. Uh, but it's kind of nice. The, the chat app itself is pretty cool. I will say, I mean, like it, it, it works at, fan of that and looks like we lost kellen but he will return (laughs) um let's see you're back oh thank goodness (laughs) all right start back over where you said like it's actually really cool okay first i just want to clarify was it you who disconnected or was it me because it looked like you on my end (laughs) i I don't know Uh, okay for the chat to tell us who just died there (laughs) um i didn't thing you said you were like it's really cool i and then it went (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just froze and i just kept talking (laughs) anyway allo is cool um it is the chat app Uh, it's good oh good it was kellen according to one person anyway i like the chat app it just doesn't work for kellen and i right we're switching devices a lot um yeah i just use my google voice number to it but then if so if i'm Switching between devices, it's not going to carry over my my last chats and all that stuff. And I, I switched from my desktop to my laptop, and apparently, it's just too much of a pain uh, to set up. And Kellen's already telling me we have to go back to Hangouts, uh, even though I just told my whole family to freaking adopt Allo now. So I'm a little pissed off about it, but you know, it is what it is. I do feel bad that that you didn't know that when you switch phones, it just it doesn't bring over. It's so stupid. It seems like something that Google could do really easily. Uh, but the thing is, you and I are odd because we use Google Voice. Not Google, shush. Because you and I use Google Voice. So you and I, when we go from one phone to the next, we just manually type in our Google Voice number, whereas most people just pulls in their phone number. So for all the people you just asked to switch to it, they're fine, right? Like they can just use it because they only have one phone and one number. You and I have a number that transfers across phones. And so it's like a it's like an issue that we you and I need fixed that no one else needs fixed, unfortunately. Hmm. It just stops. Like they can attach it to your phone number. But as far as I can tell, it's attached to both your phone number and the device. Like there must be a unique identifier that it attaches to because when it backs up to uh, Google Drive, if you plug in your phone number on another phone, it just starts out fresh. It doesn't like it pull in everything associated with that number, which is kind of lame, really lame, because if it did, I would totally just continue using it. I may start pushing friends and family to as well, but not about to deal with that. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for you though, because it is kind of a cool chat app, and uh, it would be fun to get people to switch to it. Like I sent my dad a message on it, and he just never responded. <laughs> I don't mind, you know. I'll just I'll use it with my family, which is fine because they can all use it. But then with you, I can just use Hangouts. Still, it's totally fine. It's so sad. It is wanna, a little sad. I want to use it because I like playing with new stuff, and it's an app that Google actually cares about. Yeah, it's an app they actually update. They actually update, add new features, new sticker packs, all this stuff. Yeah, the whole... And the web version has Assistant built in. You can totally call up Assistant. It's actually pretty slick. Robert is asking, what exactly is the problem with Hangouts? 
where do we begin? No. Um, I think the problem with Hangouts is Google has stopped supporting it. So if there was any bugs or issues, uh, they're never going to fix that crap as far as I know. They, they may. Uh, but it, you know, it's never going to have like a, the assistant stuff built in. It's never going to do, so we're going to have bots built for it. Like, well, the assistant or like this lucky bot that we're talking about, like it's never going to get those, those advancements that we're seeing in messaging. Um, and I just feel like it's slow and clunky and just, I, I don't know. I mean, it works and I still talk to everyone through it. Um, you know, I still use Google voice, so I think I could still even get my SMS through it if I wanted to, but I don't, I use the Google voice app for that. It, it just feels like it's stuck in time while messaging platforms everywhere else are advancing forward. Like Allo is hangouts won't ever do that. Cause they said they're going to stop adding anything new. So is there anything really, really wrong with hangouts? Not really. It's just old. <laughs> We're tech nerds. We like new fancy flashy stuff. I guess is where I would say. That's pretty much my my belief system. I mean, Hangouts works as is. I mean, it, it, it does the job just fine. But no assistant, no awesome GIF support, no bots. I mean, if they baked all that stuff into Hangouts, it'd be cool, but that's not happening. Like, Allo has, like, cool noises and funky noises and animations and you can do the stupid swipe up to screen thing like i know all those things are little and they don't really make that big of a difference but they just kind of add to a new modern messaging experience which just makes it kind of fun to use like i've enjoyed using it i just there's no one else using it so like but like even when you get a message your notifications will let you quick reply with an emoji like hangouts doesn't do that not that you would always do that, but maybe somebody is like, hey, are you here? And you could just emoji thumbs up reply. You don't even have to say anything. Like things like that are cool. You can't do that with Hangouts and you never will be able to. Yeah, the quick reply stuff is pretty cool. There's a lot of cool stuff about Allo. A lot of cool stuff about it. I, I just need multi-device support and I could use it. Uh, I know they're never going to attach it to Google accounts. See, here's the thing though, is what they should do. They should let you choose. They should let you choose if you just want to do a number or if you want to do your Google account. And I can't imagine they still can't deliver the same experience by doing that. Because some of us are not doing it because it's, it's so like the multi-device thing. Just think about how many people on this planet have two phones. They have a work phone and a personal phone. And they may want to be able to carry conversations between the two. So that's uh, I think that's actually a pretty big legitimate gripe. The not being able to use it on two phones at once. But. Who knows if Google will ever get there? They've never said. Yeah, Wade says Hangouts is practically installed on every Android phone. The user base was there. Expecting Allo to be a success was dumb. Well, they changed that, right? So Hangouts doesn't even come installed on new Android devices. And it's Allo that comes and Duo. So, I mean, really, Google can sort of change what people use themselves they don't even have to let you choose right they just say well you get aloe and that and that's it so i mean you as a user of course can determine what you want to use but to someone who doesn't know what they're doing they just say oh okay here's aloe that's my messaging app then there they are so it's such a mess too because it is messages is obviously the text app which does come pre-installed and is a fantastic text app but and that's what I think a lot of people are just going to end up using. I, I don't really think a lot of people are going to switch because a lot of people still send SMS, right? And I can't imagine a lot of people are going to switch 
try to convince everyone like you and I do often to switching over to something like Allo when they already have a text messaging app and all of their friends outside of family are all using text messaging or they're using iPhones, which send SMS to their phone. So they're not going to be able to use Allo anyway. Yeah. Matthew asking, what is Duo? And I'm just going to assume he's joking because <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never used it. So I, I I've never used it either. I've seen someone using it, but I myself have never used it. Yeah. Duo is, uh, I, I, it's just one of those things. I just don't get why that exists either, but should just be a part of Allo, but for, I guess for those people who don't want to use Allo, they could still use duo, but then I I've used it. And why I've never used it because I use hangouts, which has video chatting in it. <laughs> so maybe I should just make the switch to duo and Allo and make everyone switch over with me. Do it. <laughs> I just need multi-device support. I really do. One day. One day. All right. So this week was a big week for Google Home of mm-hmm. all devices. Google Home not only got phone or phone, uh, got phone calls uh, where you can now place calls through your Google Home just by talking to it. It got Bluetooth connectivity finally, and then it also. Uh, got a preview program. So Google Home is really... Con- you. Oh, you still cannot do reminders, though. Hey, Google, <laughs> set a reminder. Sorry, create reminder is not yet supported. My Google Home can place a phone call to a business and it can't set a goddamn reminder. I, I just drives me insane. Uh, but anyway, you can you can make phone calls now. And so uh, all you do is say, you know, the command to get it fired up and say call. Uh, You can do a lot of stuff. It connects to your Google contacts list, um, yours personally. So if you have multi-users set up on home also, like you and your wife, your roommate, whatever, it listens to your voice and it'll switch between contacts lists. Um, You could say like call mom, call dad. You could say call 503-123-1234, whatever. You can say a phone number. You can specify a business and it'll call that. And you can... Well, you can have a redial if you had just called someone or you can say like call nearest florist or nearest growler shop or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and it'll do that. So it'll just find one that's nearby and call it. And then you could talk to them. So it's actually kind of cool. And it, this could be like the future of the home phone since home phones are dead, but it could just be handy. If you're in the kitchen, you need to call somebody real quick. You can just shout at Google home and call somebody or whatever. I haven't used it yet. Actually, I tried this morning and it's it said like it's not ready for you. Check back in a couple days. <laughs> I'm sad. Hey Google, call Kellen. Making calls using your Google Home isn't available for everybody yet. Yeah. Well, never mind. So you got shut down too. That's the same message I got. So yeah, I hadn't even tried, but I'll be trying a lot now. I'll be calling everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of cool actually. Like. I'll probably like call my mom or dad. I'll call my mom. Exactly. Stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. uh, so if you, if you call somebody on it, it shows as a private or unlisted number when you call them, uh, in the future, Google is going to allow you to like specify a number or have it be from you. So they obviously have like some magic working in the background there. That's going to sh- allow it to show a number. Um, but for now it'll show us private unless your project Fi or Google voice number or Google voice user, you can already have it use your number. So when you call somebody, it'll show up as coming from you, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It, uh, 
it just needs to like roll out like in my Google home app. I already have the settings for it. Like I already right. said, like show my Google voice number. So people don't think I'm just some creeper calling on them with a private. Rando. Yeah. Uh, you can pause calls in the middle of them and ask Google assistant stuff. If you need to like look up something, it's actually pretty, uh, pretty fully featured, although you can't call nine one one. So it doesn't have that. And you can't accept incoming calls. So we're not doing like Google home to Google home calls or if somebody calls your Google voice number, it's not ringing through Google home. I, I should say yet. That's totally going to be a feature at some point. You would think. Yeah. Like if you're on Fi and, and voice, I bet that'll come. But then also if they're figuring out a way to make it. So when you call somebody, your phone number shows up, they're probably going to make it so you can accept calls on your Google home. But, uh, all right, so the Bluetooth stuff I mentioned was you can actually pair a phone to Google Home now. Then you could play music from whatever. Instead of just like Google Play Music or Spotify or whatever the handful are, you can actually pair your... And that should be out for everyone. I looked in the settings and it's definitely available to all of my Google Home units. So you can finally do that, pair over Bluetooth. Took a while, but we got there. And then the preview program, if you want to enroll in that... Same area as the Bluetooth pairing. You just go into Google Home app, devices, choose the device you want and go into its settings and you can opt into a preview program. And essentially what that allows you to do is test software first, uh, or I should say use software first. Google says this is not a beta program. It says you're using finalized software. You're just getting it first. So you may as well opt in if you want to use stuff. You might as well, yeah. That's pretty much it. But those are those are big updates for Google Home. You still can't do reminders again, but you can make a call to somebody. I just can't believe that. Like you can call somebody on your Google home and it still won't do a, still won't do a reminder. It's really annoying. Insane. Uh, YouTube TV this week expanded bigly, bigly, Uh, bigly got 14 new markets. Baltimore, Boston, Cincy, Columbus, Jacksonville, Vegas, Louisville, Memphis, Nashville, Pittsburgh, San Antonio, Seattle, Tampa, and West Palm Beach. Is your boy Trump's Mar-a-Lago? Is that in West Palm Beach? Is Mar-a-Lago going to be outfitted with YouTube TV now? Probably. (laughs) Figured it already was, but... Uh, So expanded to another 14. So there's 29 total markets that have YouTube TV access now. Portland, not not being one still uh google also announced though that another 17 are on the way very soon portland still not one of those 17 but the the future cities are places like austin cleveland denver indianapolis milwaukee oklahoma oklahoma city's getting it are you kidding me salt lake city san diego st louis this is why the blazers cannot get free agents i mean portland it it just gets forgotten about. We are the lost city. It seems that way. The lost city of the left. Uh, still 35 bucks a month. So if it would get here, I would sign up tomorrow. But, uh, yeah. Well, when you're in New York, you may want to think about, um, maybe, you know, just join it. You'll get that month for free, but then that way, maybe in case they raise prices, you still have that 35 a month price or something. Something to think about. It is in New York, right? That was one of the initial. I don't think it is in New York. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be. Oh, yeah. The first, like, batch, like four cities, I think. Okay. Yeah. So when you're in there, just try it out. I mean, you'll have access to all the movies and on demand stuff. Oh, Google to remind me when I get to New York to do that, but you can't. You can't. 
So uh, yeah, that's that's a big expansion though. I mean, we're we're going to twenty nine, and we just had a big expansion not that long ago. So now we're twenty nine, and there's seventeen are coming. Huge YouTube TV is branching out everywhere, except Portland. I wonder how long that price is going to last too. Like by the time it gets to Portland, YouTube TV is going to be like sixty five bucks a month. That would suck. Yeah, that would suck. Wade says Portland is the twenty second largest media market. So what's up with that? No love? We definitely weren't 22nd. We're not even going to be in the top 50 at this rate. It's pretty com- it, it, Comcast must have some type of deal. <laughs> totally. So we, don't, yeah, we don't want these people to have anything good. Lock them out. These people are the worst. Comcast hates us. Yeah. They have a monopoly here, so not, not that surprising. All right. Uh, in... Uh, Disappointing news, I guess we'll say. The Misfit Vapor. If you guys don't remember the Misfit Vapor, this was uh, Misfit, the wearable, uh, sort of sporting wearable fitness tracker company. Uh, They announced the Vapor, which is their first full-blown smartwatch back at CES. And back at CES, they were really sneaky about it. They didn't want to talk about specs. They didn't want to talk about operating system. Uh, None of that stuff. They They were like hiding it all. And then months later... They re-announced it and said, oh, yeah, by the way, it does run Android Wear. So you guys should really care. And we said, cool. And they said, it's only going to be 199 bucks." And we said, awesome. And they said, it's totally specced out and has a sweet touch rim around it uh, with like GPS and all this stuff. It didn't have NFC, which was kind of disappointing. But for the price, you couldn't really argue. Looks really nice. It looks like kind of a nice follow-up to the Moto 360 second gen. We were all hyped on it. And then... uh yeah, this week somebody noticed that their GPS listing now says connected GPS. <laughs> it doesn't say GPS anymore. So it doesn't have Misfit Vapor does not have standalone GPS. It has connected GPS, which just means when you attach your phone to it, it uses some GPS, which is like what every smartwatch does. Like that's not even a feature you should list. It's bad. Pretty bad. For a fitness device, I mean, it pretty much throws it out the window. It does. For some people. It 100% does. Because that's that's like the point of a fitness watch, at least nowadays, I think. If 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 I was buying a, a fitness watch and it didn't have GPS in it, I, I wouldn't buy it. Like, I don't want to be tethered at all times to my phone. Well, when I go running, I do bring my phone in most cases for like emergencies and stuff. I don't want the GPS to be tethered to my phone. I'd rather the battery get hammered on my watch using GPS than phone. So really terrible. I guess that's how they're justifying the 199 price. And this thing's still not available, by the way. They can yeah. summer, right? And no NFC. So that's already a deal breaker for a lot of people. Yeah, so still no NFC. So but still 199 is kind of good. Like, see, like I don't care about the GPS stuff because I don't run. And I don't really care about the NFC because my bank, simple, sucks. So signing up for Android Pay on a phone is already hard enough, let alone doing it on a smartwatch. So I wouldn't even use that. So really, I still like the look of this device for one ninety nine. It's still kind of cool. So, but that's just me. But the GPS thing—they're a sports wearable fitness company. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. And pretty bad that they just kind of snuck that in in the last. I I went back to look to see when they snuck that part in and it, it, it's been a couple months. Like no one noticed it until this week. But uh, if you look back at any of our previous coverage of it, all the press releases, 
they all just say GPS. GPS. None of them say connected GPS, but their website now everywhere says connected GPS. And some of the blog posts they've done now say connected GPS. So this was the thing they weren't that upfront about. Pretty weak. So yeah. anyway, if you're hoping for the Misfit Vapor, it does not have uh, an actual standalone GPS. All right, and in huge news. Bigly huge. <laughs> this, this is big. Uh, sit down, everyone. Uh, the Sagus V squared, Sagus V2, the Sagus V squared. Um, it still hasn't released, by the way. I'm not going to go into the entire backstory of Sagus, but this was a phone that was announced, I think, in 2015, 2014. Not a long time ago. It was in January. It was, it was in CES. I think it was CES 2015. Uh, it was announced as like the greatest new phone ever. This upstart company out of Utah. They were going to make this awesome phone. And you could pre-order and they were going to ship it in like four or five months. It was supposed to ship, I think, by like May in 2015. <laughs> that never happened. We're two and a half years into delays on this thing. And they've been trying to get it to pass through the FCC for like two years. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I didn't, That's not even an exaggeration. Uh, two years worth of <laughs> FCC <laughs> approval. And they announced this week that it's finally through the FCC. Uh, but in that announcement, they said uh, it's through the FCC, but we're still working on some LTE band tuning. So I'm like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> you still be tuning your? LTE Which one is it? If you're, because <laughs> FCC kind of cares about stuff like that. Um, so we don't know if they've even started the CE certification process, which I believe is the process for getting it in Europe. Um, so that hasn't even happened. And some people, at least on Twitter, I, I'm not familiar with the CE process. I just follow the FCC stuff, but the CE process, some people have already mentioned them that it's even harder <laughs> than the FCC <laughs> process. So I'm thinking that's not going to happen. Uh, but they still have no idea when they're going to ship this thing. That's, uh, I mean, it's really just the running joke and I feel bad for anyone who was actually waiting for that phone. Cause no, it's not coming. <laughs> I hope you got your money back. And the phone is like the, at least the model pictures they keep showing. It's not even running stock Android anymore. It's running like <laughs> Asus's Zen UI, which I don't even, I didn't think Asus was licensing their software. So it's not even running anything that they said it was. Oh, serious. This is, uh, but they, they said it went through the FCC and I've looked multiple times this week and, uh, their original, um, their original grantee code, which is what their everything's listed under for them. Um, so each company has a grantee code on the FCC. I looked at their original one and there's definitely <laughs> no listing. The last one they, they pushed through a product under that grantee code was in 2009. And that was the last time they made a phone that never existed. Um, they've created a new company and they have a new grantee code with FCC. They're not even under the old one anymore. And uh, there's no products have been passed through the FCC. So I don't even know if they're telling the truth on that. We're through the FCC. Well, there's still proof of that happening. So, Oh boy. They are. They are the best. They're my favorites. Yeah. They really shouldn't bring attention to themselves anymore, especially, you know, if they're, if they're possibly, you know, lying uh, about the FCC thing. That's not good. <laughs> well, guy, oh, sorry. How they, how do they have any money left? I, I don't know where they, ha- if they had funding initially or whatever, I think they probably were talking to people who have been funding them at some point. Uh, Cause it's been two and a half years and they haven't even pushed out one of their phones. Yeah. Um, 
and they still can't even get it to go through the FCC. Uh, but uh, like, I, I don't know why you know ditch it because you know they had backers initially. And I don't know how many. I can't imagine it was a lot. Uh, and they've refunded people, and I, I believe they are refunding people. I don't think they're like full blown scam or anything like that. But they're they're not. They've refunded, I would assume, almost everyone. I'm sure some people are just hanging on right now just to see if this thing ever actually does. Because it was initially like 500 bucks or something. So not like the most expensive thing ever, but... Uh, but still going to have a Snapdragon like 821. Or- it's an 801. Oh, it's God. 801. And they've been telling people like, you're going to get a free upgrade to our next phone, which runs the 835. And last year, it was you're getting a free upgrade to the 820. Like they Because it's been so long, we've been through like four different versions of flagship Snapdragon processors and they still haven't sold it. It's still running the 801. Uh, Wade says at least they had the cojones to show up to CES. And that is true. We saw them at CES. We saw a single device hooked up via MHL to a TV running some game from 2010. And, and this was two years ago. They didn't show up this last year. That was like right. Yes, year. Two years ago. If they are there this year, we will see them again. And we will confront. We looked for him this year. We yes. were we were going to find him again and be like, "What's up, guys?" They didn't bother showing up this year. Probably a good idea. But yeah, if they're there in 2018, we'll we'll be on the ground. Oh yeah, we need to go. Like, show us the FCC paperwork, guys, or you're going down. <laughs> getting reported. Because <laughs> if they're not through the FCC by then, we got problems. <laughs> Michael says, I got a refund, but I still want it. Like, I never even saw the initial draw to this phone, especially now. I mean, this, this, well, they promised the world, right? It was, it wasn't, it wasn't even just IP68 waterproof. It was like beyond that. It was supposed to be the most waterproof phone ever. And then it had dual SD card slots and dual SIM slots, which I don't know why (laughs) you need any. Well, the dual SIM, I get, but dual SD. Um, And then it had, it's supposedly like a proprietary camera system that was going to be the best and it was going to work on every carry. I mean, they promised every, I think dual speakers, stock Android. I mean, it, they just kept going and going and going with this thing. Fingerprint reader on the side, which they probably can't do because I think that's patented by somebody. Sony. Somebody. Uh, I mean, it just, it was a never ending list of what was supposed to be awesome. And they, they, they can't do it. I caramba. I'm going to go back now and look at the uh, initial because we ignored it right away. We were like, this oh, yeah. looks like trash and it's never going to happen. And then people asked us, they were like, I can start talking about this. So when the pre-registration opened up, we finally were like, okay, here it is. Oh, yeah, IPX7 waterproofing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Edge to edge, five inch 1080p display, which at the time was like not that bad. Gorilla Glass 4, 21 megapixel rear camera with OIS, front 13 megapixel that also has OIS. They were going to put OIS <laughs> front camera, which no one was doing that at the time either. <laughs> oh, Sega's. 3 gig RAM, 64 gig storage with those dual SD slots. Snapdragon 801. Oh, and they were going to put a fract- fractal antenna technology. So they were going to have... Uh, an IR transmitter too with whatever this fractal stuff. So yeah, it's going to have infrared, a biometric fingerprint scanner, 60 gigahertz wireless gaming and mobile beaming. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> they said they had Harman Kardon speakers in it. Like 
there's no way in hell they were licensing Harmon Carden's name. <laughs> oh, Chi wireless charging in there too. It's going to have wireless charge and a removable battery. Damn. It was it was everything. That's the ultimate phone for a lot of people. Yeah, it was. It was everything. <laughs> still not out, dude. We're gonna hit CES. It's gonna be three years, and they're still gonna be on Twitter going, "Well, we uh, we we tuned, we, we tuned <laughs> the battery or something." I don't even know anymore. Good stuff. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? You got app. Yeah, I do have an app I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, with the eclipse coming up, I've been looking up at the sky, wondering if we're just all alone out here. And the uh, one app I downloaded, uh, just because, you know, I've been curious, I look up at the sky, I'm like, oh, I wonder like what that star is. Or I'm not very good with my constellations, I know. Little Dipper, Big Dipper, <laughs> Polaris, and all that stuff. Um, but I wanted to know what I was looking at in the sky or say, I wanted to know what planet that was, you know, back in the day, there used to be the sky map, uh, from Google or a team at Google that had the sky map. You just point your phone at what, you know, in the sky and it'll sort of outline what it is you're looking at. There's a lot of apps that are like that now. And one of the best ones I found is called star walk two. And it's a follow-up, a sequel, if you will, to the original star walk. And, this app is very in-depth. Um, you can obviously point your phone up at the sky, but then you can tap on a star. It'll give you like a 3D image of what, you know, an artist's rendition of that star based on what they've seen through telescopes. Um, it'll link you to exact location, metric, analytical data of the star. It'll, I mean, then what's really cool a feature that I really enjoy is that you can fast forward and backward time. So rewind, fast forward um, from any given position that you are in or set. So say if I want to know exactly where I should look at for the eclipse on the 21st from my backyard, I go to my backyard, you know, plug in that data and then I set it to August 21st first at 10.14 a.m. Pacific, and it's going to show me the moon is covering the sun 99.1%, and it's going to be towards the east, a little bit up, and I can be prepared. I can have my little solar telescope ready to go. So Starwalk 2, if you've been looking up at the sky like I have lately in anticipation for all the cool stuff that's going on, check out Starwalk 2 and enjoy and read up on stars and the universe and all that good stuff. Cause it's a lot of fun. <laughs> We're going to start exploring it soon with our boy, Elon. Yeah. Elon sent me a tweet. So he's taking me to Mars. So I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I have no interest in going to Mars. I don't think ever. I'm cool right here. Yeah. Jared in the chat says, Hey, Kellen, Allo does now restore previous chats, or it did for me. I was testing Android O, and when I signed in to the app, it asked if I wanted to restore chats, and it did. Smiley face. On the same device. Mm. Right now. That's a good point. So I've been using Pixel. So here's, so this is S8. Okay. Same Google Voice number. Hopefully it'll text me. Oh, there's the text. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, man. I just screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> no judgment. What just happened? Get new code. <laughs> well, it's like the code popped up, and then I tried to type, and then I just like screwed uh, it up. 
And now it's just not going to send me anything. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. Screw that one up. Well, I may not be able to do this on air. It was looking like I was uh, right on top of that. Come on, Google. Uh, so what, what, it, what it did to me... I'll even type my full name. Next. And then it asks for my Google account. Choose the same one. And it doesn't pull in any of my conversations. Like you can see. Like all that's there is my wife. Not all the conversations I've had with Tim for the last week. Unless it takes a while. I guess I was, maybe I wasn't patient enough with it. But like Tim sent me a message right now. I don't know. Yeah, send me a message right now. I don't think it even shows up. I don't know it should. Let's find Let's out. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So, so it does then start sending at least that to me. But all my, well, I don't care about my conversation with you is gone. Well, that's fine, right? I mean, like one message from you that says hello. Hello. Yeah. I know, but don't you want like your all your old conversations and stuff? Like those well, are that's just fine. A part of it anymore. Yeah, it's whatever. It's not okay. Huh. <laughs> it's not okay. That should that stuff should all just be backed up. <laughs> like it should be looking at Google Drive because I chose my Google Drive account, and then it should go, oh, with that phone number, and pull it in. It doesn't. But I agree. I mean, it should, but if it doesn't, it's no, not the end of the world. Lucas says I've switched devices with the chat history show on the new device. Hmm, it's not working for me. You can back up Allo to a different device. Well, how do I do that? I mean, I would love to just be able to swap between the two, but there's like not any any settings that allow me to do that. Oh, well, you can back up to Google Drive inside of the chat backup setting under general settings and then chat. And then the first option is chat backup and then select Google Drive. Oh, is that it? Oh, yeah, because it's doing device backups now. Yeah. Oh, God. It's game changing. <laughs> and then you can set it to manual daily or weekly. Wait. <laughs> okay, hold on. Is this about to change everything? Yeah, this might this might change everything. <laughs> I need to this is riveting stuff. <laughs> I know. Sorry everybody. We're having fun though. <laughs> Thank you for helping us. Hold on. But so what I obviously have to do though is like go back into Pixel and back everything up. And then re-sign into that one, right? Probably. Maybe. Yeah, see, because if I sign back in, all my conversations are there again. Oh, man. This is just so exciting now. Where have you people been for the last week? Back up now. And the backups aren't that big. Only 5.4 megs? That's only about 3.8, so. it's super slow. I I only talked to you. I haven't convinced anyone. But it is super slow. Are you backing up now too? Yeah. Everyone back up with us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very good, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Deborah. Eclipse. Here it's a huge deal because the eclipse like goes perfectly over our state. And then where does it end up? Does it like go through like South Carolina or something on the East Coast? Yeah, something like that. I think Georgia, South Carolina. Yeah. I don't Just know. Cool. I saw yesterday that uh, out in Prineville, which must be like perfect eclipse session, there was like uh, 
it was like a 15 mile backup on their like two lane highway or and people are running out of gas already gas stations are running out of gas i heard yeah way out there that there was like a 30 mile backup and it was taking like hours upon hours to get anywhere and then so the oregon department of transportation like officially says if you're traveling on a major highway you need to take a poop bucket uh because you're gonna be out there a long time they say oh man that would suck like one of those uh squatty not a squatty potty um one of those things like you i uh, luggage loo or something like that they sell you know it's like a bucket then with a toilet seat on top i think i saw it on shark tank once <laughs> all right moment of truth oh god the the number like pin thing is really oh. triggered <laughs> well Alex. it's like it signs in but then it doesn't but then it does yeah see it's like it did but it gave me an error matthew says i think i'll be in class for the eclipse see now that's some bs right there i know everyone who um i'm friends with they say their work is giving them like an hour off or even schools or taking time off uh to let people view this phenomena so good sir if you are in class just tell your teacher that tim from droid life says i can take a you know take 30 minutes to go watch this super cool thing Forget class. I mean, you know, school is worthless anyway. Shut them down. By the way, I've got terrible news. Uh-oh. I got no. I mean, it's just your hello. <laughs> well, did you enable the backup on that one, too? I just did, yeah. Oh, dang it. How sad. Maybe I should. Well, see, that's the thing that was like, why am I disconnecting my Gmail account? If there's like this secondary backup thing, should I get rid of device backup? If you get rid of device backup, it doesn't even let you do a Google Drive backup. This is nuts. Oh, I don't know. We could probably get off the air and figure this out later. This could be a good write-up if we ever figure it out. Yeah, Matthew says STEM classes ain't got time for that. What are you talking about? I mean, uh, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, that's STEM, right? I mean, that sounds like perfect for going outside and looking at an eclipse. I mean, that is like that could be your STEM class for the day. <laughs> so, so turn it into a learning moment, teacher. I know, right? Teachable moment. Teachable moment. So that kind of triggers me. Education, <laughs> STEM. Get out of here, education. All right, well, this backup thing, crap, and it didn't work at all. Just wasted all that time. How very interesting. <laughs> kind of mad now. Kind of mad. Anyways. All right, well. Anything else you want to talk about now that we went through that? Yeah. Uh, no, um, I will have a, a write-up. I don't know if anyone's heard of something called the Nanoleaf Aurora, but it's a really cool lighting system that you can connect with Google Home, Amazon Alexa. I My write-up is taking me a lot longer because I'm having troubles with the voice activation stuff, but the light system itself is cool. Um, they're little triangular LED panels that you can attach to the wall, and they connect together. It's super cool. Nanoleaf Aurora. And 
I think it's one of the coolest lighting systems I've ever seen. And the app works great. Uh, you can set different colors and all stuff. I mean, it's basically like a Philip Hughes if the Philip Hughes was a triangular LED panel. <laughs> so I'll have a write-up of that. And I want you all to look forward to it because... I think it looks awesome. I've got it right up on my wall right here uh, to give a nice yellowing effect. Makes it look like I've got a tan going, uh, which is great. Look like that, actually. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's been working good. <laughs> so yeah, as soon as I get it all up and running, that's coming next week. Oh yeah, and next week is just going to be crazy. Kellen's going to be in New York. I'll be here at home covering everything that's going on. But just expect one crazy, hectic week of craziness. Mm-hmm. Should be a good week, but yeah, it's going to be a little wild. It's going to be busy. Monday's going to be awesome, though. Eclipse and then Android O. Oh, my, blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. If you're traveling for the Eclipse, take a, take a poop bucket. Take a poop bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best advice you'll get. Yeah. Weekend is take a poop bucket. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. This was uh, this is Deal Show episode one forty nine. One fifty is next. I, I don't actually know if we'll have a show next week. I'm traveling and then off, so uh, who knows? There's so much to talk about. We'll see if we can slip something in. But anyway, thanks for joining us. Have a safe weekend, everyone. Peace. Peace.